Okay, Jared Jones, what do we have today? Let's see. Uh, we are going to be discussing homelessness, uh, you know, kind of the, the problem at hand and, and maybe a couple of our ideas on, on how to fix it. This is a... This is probably one of the biggest problems so far that we've had to tackle because it's growing. It's growing. Yep. And I don't I don't think there's a good answer. No. What about you? I don't think there's like a good perfect answer. It's not clean. No, that's what's actually kind of unique about this one. because um, honestly, I don't even know by the end of this podcast if we'll be like, yep, that's an idea that yeah. Biden should do tomorrow. You know, I, I don't know if there's I don't no know there's no magic wand moment. Like no. I don't care if you had all the power in the world, there's not a fix to it. And so how I, I would approach it is I'd probably look at the, the problem, and I think majority of the homeless people are probably in better climates, I would imagine, right? If I was homeless, I'd probably be in better climates. So I think the West Coast, you're not seeing a lot of people that are homeless in Montana or Michigan. Maybe there is. I don't know. But I think a lot of people go to California. So do you think it's for California for the climate? So I think there's twofold. Yeah. Right? So yeah. climate being number one, and then the ease of being homeless is number two. Right, so I think in in some California cities, uh, you just actually have a, a pretty good, um, I guess maybe Statistic? antidote. Yeah, yeah now no Austin. You just were in Austin. Oh yeah, yeah. And maybe give that. Maybe they get, and I'll give my California story afterwards. <clears throat> yeah, so I just recently traveled to to Austin, Texas last week actually for a client, and uh, anyways. I got to, to talking to a couple of the executive spouses and, and really kind of rubbing elbows with them, having a good time, and and you know these are people that have been in Austin for. 50, 50 years plus, right? They, they, they've seen it all, the goods, the bads. And basically what's going on right now is they're, they're having a huge homeless population uh, issue or a rise in, in homeless Now, did population. you see any of it while you were Yeah, there? unfortunately I did. So, so prime example, I was going to this the client. Uh, it's in the domain. Okay. Nicer uh, part. It's supposed very, to be a nicer part. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very, very chic. Very uh, Scottsdale-esque. Yeah. Almost think of like Scottsdale fashion. Up and coming area. Exactly. Tech area. Exactly. So anyways... Um, a nine iron away from this multi-million dollar complex, the domain oh, gosh. is essentially like a tent city right underneath the overpass. I, I mean, I mean, we're talking, this is, this like, is something I've never seen. Luckily, we're oh. very fortunate to live in Chandler. So we don't see a lot of, I mean, of yeah. course we see our onesies, twosies, but as yeah. far as like camps. Encampments, I think there are or whatever. Sure. Dude, I'm talking like there would be, you know, a, a little compound, let's say, you know, 10 tents this way, 10 tents this way. And then the middle it's like a little rec area. They have a couch. They have like a couple couches. Campfire like, or whatever. Volleyball it's the court. most wild thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so that's your Austin story. I'll yeah. give you yeah, my California there. story. Oh, yeah, so you were just there for uh, just there. a wedding, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, originally from California, of course. My family is originally from there, but I've lived in Arizona for 20 plus years. We don't you know. hold it against you, man. No. <laughs> so going to California, which we do periodically. Um, drove through multiple parts of LA, uh, Orange County areas, and it is everywhere. There, there is uh, camp encampments everywhere. Every single underpass, there's going to be a couple of tents. But then the, the, the scariest thing to me, which um, if I was living there, um, is there, there actually are encampments that are along the freeway in areas that there are not actually fences, like, um, uh, sh- sh- like actually dividing the camps from the actual highway where people are going 60, 70 miles an hour. That's dangerous for both the patrons driving and also for the homeless people. Well, I would actually err probably on the patrons driving just yeah. because, you know, they may be looking for a quick paycheck and like rush hour traffic. Uh, you know, I know this is a horrible generalization, yeah. but I, I, I'm sorry. They're, they're Down in the situation, in situation they are for a reason. Yeah. And, yeah. and also there's things that you can throw. There's rocks. Someone falls because these things are usually kind of steep. So these, are, these are a lot of people that have not a lot to lose. Exactly. Those are dangerous people. When you have nothing to lose, that's a dangerous person. Well, even if it's accidental. I'm saying even sure. if there's some accidental sure. things where sure. someone trips and falls yeah. or whatever. So I, we were driving around LA and this is my kind of into my story, but they're driving, we're driving around LA and I'm thinking, holy smokes, this is the largest group of people that I've ever seen homeless. And then we of course started looking up stats, yeah, right? Like why wouldn't you look up how many people are homeless in LA? And, uh, I think they're the range matters, but it's been between 60 and a hundred thousand, uh, people in LA County, Orange County there, you know, of course it's a massive Metro area. Um, but you think of it, that's 100,000 people maybe on the high side. Mm-hmm. Uh, California is one of the largest states, but it also has the largest homeless population. Makes up a fourth of the homeless population. It's in just California. Country. Oh, my fourth. gosh. Isn't that wild? So looking at maybe some of their laws, what are they doing that possibly is either creating the problem or multiplying the problem? Well, yeah, what do you I, think? Think, I think it's actually more so on multiplying the problem by enablement. You know, actually, uh, 
before I get too much into my opinion, I would actually like just to let our viewers know. Tell tell about the project that your brother was recently working on. Oh yeah, that's actually good. That's a good. I yeah. thought so. Yeah. So one of my younger brothers, um, he's in construction work. Um, it's a it's a very neat situation because he's here in Arizona. He works here in Arizona. Works for a contracting group, and um, a uh, general contractor that was working with the union fell really behind on their job in California. Now. Uh, because it's a union job, there's some weird laws around how you get a higher union, but they fell so far behind now because it was also a city job, the city permitted them to hire non-union labor, which is kind of an interesting little thing. I don't know the laws around it, of course. Yeah, that's a separate... But, um, so the general contractor said, okay, well, I'm going to reach out to, of course, neighboring states because there's not enough people. This is where it gets very interesting. There's not enough willing individuals to work in the state of California to complete the job. And this is not like complicated engineering work. This is, you know, framing, drywall. This is stuff that, yes, it takes some time and experience. It's effort-based. Yes, but it's, it's definitely a learnable type trade. Yeah. And so he couldn't find anybody local. So then he has to go ahead and reach into his pocket and, and call people out of state, Idaho, Texas, and Arizona. So, of course, friends in the trade. And one of them is my brother's company. And they say, hey, um we need you guys to send out a couple of crews to help us get the job complete. Chance, my brother, goes out to California, and he finds out that the job site, uh, lo and behold, is actually a homeless complex for about 500 units mm-hmm. using shipping containers, so kind of trying to be low cost. Now, here's the interesting thing. If Operative word trying. Yeah, trying, because the city, it's a city project. It's already over budget by, I think, like $20 million. Yep. It's already delayed by two years because of the unions. And there's also, of course, job shortages. And the first thing I said to Chance, I'm like, wait, so you're building this complex for homeless people, but the reason you're there is because there is a labor shortage. Well, if there's so many homeless people, why aren't they in the labor force? Bingo. Building this maybe for not themselves, but for somebody else, or maybe not even actually having to build it, right? And so it's kind of a a circular logic that occurs. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where it gets a little dicey, and then I'll end this story, of course, because it's getting a little long. But Chance gets on the job site. They start building them. Now, first thing he notices is that they're actually quite lush, to say it lightly. Like, they are... Go ahead and elaborate. They are just as nice... Oh, no, sorry. They are much nicer than college dorms. Than I, don't, I, I think most college dorms in the U.S. They have a 50-inch flat screen in almost every single room. They have, I think, a full-size bed. Yep. They have a dinette kitchen with a refrigerator, microwave, sink... Uh, a full private shower, bathroom, yeah, private bathroom and shower, which pff, I don't think any, you know, there probably are some colleges that have private bathrooms, but I think most people share between either two people or four, or you have a community bathroom. Yep. Um, so this is a very awkward situation. Now, the last little bit, which is absurd to me looking at it from an outside perspective, is that they also had to spend, I think the number was four or five times as much on the drywall because it had to be steel-backed drywall, because they already have had built, they've already built a lot of homeless centers, and the number one problem is, is that, unfortunately, homeless people, they, they have a tendency to maybe do some types of drugs or get into fights, and they will put holes in the drywall and lowering the overall value of the property. So yep. they were required by the city to put this drywall, which not only weighs like four, four times as much, but it also costs 10 times much per yep. sheet. So you're now having to increase your labor costs to move these things and also increase your material costs. And the time. Yeah, the time to Obviously do it. Can't do it as fast, yeah. And so uh, anyways, it's a, it's a really neat story because my brother goes there and he's just amazed with the entire situation. Last thing on this story, and it's very short, is, is that he also got paid three times the rate that he would be paid here in Arizona mm-hmm. to do the exact same work that he would be doing here. Because of a labor shortage. Because of a labor shortage. Yeah. So this is a supply and demand issue, if anything, yeah, so all that is to say, and the reason why, obviously, I, I knew the story. That's why I kind of teed, teed up yeah. for my response. And, and you, you all but explicitly said it. After doing all this research and after, you know, talking to a couple different people, again, you know, talking to the executives and yeah. the executive spouses, you know, where you're just kind of conversing over dinner about it. I don't think we have a homeless problem. I think we have a mental health problem. Yep. I think we have a drug problem. Yeah, and then uh, we have an incentive problem. We have an incentive problem. Yeah, well, there, let's, you, let's make it a tripod there. Yeah, but uh, look, all, all three talk about valid two, points. Yeah, which two are you gonna talk about? 
Seventy percent, and of course, this is estimated. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you it's a your, hard estimate too. It's, it's a yeah. very, very difficult. But I, I don't really see a political bias as far as no one has anything to gain as far as juicing no. up or juicing down this number. So, all that to say, it's estimated that seventy percent either have a mental disability or they're addicted to drugs of homeless. That's wild to me, isn't that it? Is. Uh, so, is is the problem? And look, I know you're a very small government person, and, and honestly, as am I, but if we're going to try to get to the root cause of the problem, I don't think building establishments, these little mini hotels or shipping container suites, I, I don't feel like that's even close to solving it because uh, look, that's barely even put on a Band-Aid. Honestly, I don't even equate it to that. You, you're essentially just giving them a different, different venue to do harm to themselves, honestly. Yeah. So all that is to say, I, I think... If we're going to be making a significant, I mean, we're talking seven, eight figure investment per big city. I mean, we're talking oh, big no. dollars. I think LA spends like 400 million a year or something. I'm sorry. Let me crack myself. Nine figures. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which is blows me away. That's a different issue. I don't agree with a lot of things. <laughs> but uh, all, all joking aside, if we're going to spend that significant amount of money, I would actually like to see that invested into rehab facilities, into mental health facilities. I actually yeah. want people to get the help. Whether we want to spend the money on, on certain things or not, that's that's another issue. But my my uh, rules yeah. of engagement that I'm kind of operating, hey, the money is going to be spent. Jared, where should we spend it? I think we should make investment elsewhere because I don't yeah. believe it's a homeless problem. I think it's those three prongs there. Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to get to the root cause of homelessness instead yeah. of homeless is not homelessness does not cause these things. Other items do. And that's why I don't believe that mm. the byproduct of those is the problem. I think it's actually the root cause. Yeah. Is and, what the actual problem is. So I'm, I'm just calling to, it what it is. In yeah, my opinion, I'm trying to think through does homelessness cause mental and drug addictions, right? Mental okay, disorders. Okay, chicken or the egg. Exactly. And I think because the mental disorder thing is there, of course, there are probably some mental disorders, like maybe depression and things like that can come along, but you're not going to see some of the extreme ones come out of possibly homelessness. Homelessness. So I think your chicken and egg actually maybe, let's just say the, the the root cause is actually probably the mental challenge. That, that's my belief. Yeah. And I, I think I might and agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I haven't looked at that perspective, but I think I might agree. If you have a drug addiction, of course, it's going to cost a lot of money. You're it's going to cost a lot of relationships, so people won't be willing bingo. to help you. Yes. Because honestly, God forbid. Let's say. You fall on your face. Yep. Tomorrow, you, you lose your job, you lose your wife, you lose your kid. You, you I have lose it all. To lean on. You lose it all. But because of the circle, because of the person you are, because yeah. you you I I can invite you. We're in my house right now, yeah. and I know that you don't have, you know, illegal drugs in your back. <laughs> you know, I know you could pass a drug test right now. And yeah. So whenever you have that that true group of core friends and family, you know. Yeah. And of course, you know, never say never. Of course, but there, there's a there's a more than likely chance you will never be homeless, just given. A, your work ethic, and B, your, yeah. your close group of friends and family. Yeah. No, you have people but to lean what, on. what breaks ties? Drugs. Start doing drugs. Because then you start stealing. Mental. You start doing other things that are now making you almost a uh, cost to our relationship, right? Like a liability, yeah. Yeah, liability. Yeah. Especially if you have kids. You don't want, unfortunately, it's so... If I'm addicted to, to drugs, would you ever allow me around to hold Lillian? Exactly. You yeah. know, it's like, hey, man, um, dude, don't do not do any of that bad stuff before you come over. Now we're having those talks. That's awkward. How can we actually bond over... Bingo. You have to set that as the ground rules for coming yeah. over to your house? And then come if on. you come over, you know... All now I'm on guard. Up. Yeah. And, or I, you might do it because now you're like, oh, man, what, I'm kind of depressed. I need something to give me an upper or something. So you're right, 100%. Drugs burn relationships. So uh, all that is to say, I, I don't believe it's a homeless problem. No, I think okay. I think there is an issue with homeless people, yeah. but that's not the problem. Yeah. That's not the problem. Okay. So, uh, let, let's hear you, man. Yeah, I think I think you're on the right track. I, I, I think I, I agree. I didn't really have a good answer to the homeless answer or homeless problem. Yep. But where I was going to go through is, is um, these encampments, these large groups of them. It's kind of a newer thing. Yeah. It's kind of a newer thing, right? Growing up in California, that, that didn't exist. There was always, you know, a homeless person here and there underneath some underpasses and things, right? But the large encampments, the reason they became a problem, I don't know if you're aware of this, but some cities have gotten rid of their bans on, on uh, camping on streets and, and sidewalks. So, like, in Austin, for example. That is one of them, yeah. Yeah, two or three years ago, I don't know. Ooh, no, I don't think it's that long ago. I think it, okay, maybe two years ago. Wow, um, they were making it seem because that came up, and they were making it seem like this was within 2021. 
Yeah, so it, it, no, it's exploded. But I know that I think okay, maybe not Austin, but I know okay. a lot of towns or a lot of cities have started. They've, they've tried to be nice. They're like, hey, you know what? We have homeless people that um, you know our our shelters are overfilling. They need somewhere to sleep overnight um, instead of like sleeping in the park on a bench. They they can be able to, be able to put up a tent on our sidewalks. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do that, what happens? Well, now it becomes easier to put up a tent. The barrier to entry. You know, I know this sounds kind of weird to say what is the barrier to entry yeah. being homeless, but I, I would say that's one. I mean, you just made it that much easier. I mean, think about it. You know, we, we got McDonald's, we got Burger King literally signing four-figure signing bonuses. Yeah. Four-figure sign. We're talking $1,000 to take my order at Burger King just to work. We don't have a homeless problem. But you can't pass a drug – if you can't pass a drug test, you can't work at McDonald's or Burger King. Sorry. So, so when I was starting to think through this, right, this was my my yeah, kind it. of opinion on maybe a, a, a short-term fix and, and maybe leads to a long-term fix. I think the long-term fix is always going to be fixing some of the mental instabilities and drug addictions. But, man, that's a long, long game. Yeah, yeah. Right? Long game. Uh, There's always going to be those problems. I mean, I don't, I don't really agree. It, it'd be one thing. It, it'd be one thing if this was like a phased approach. Like, hey, we're going to build – these little homeless sweet. I'm sorry. I, I want to use the proper name. What, what is the name of the project that Chance is working on? Uh, I, uh, is homeless suites fair to call it? They're I, not. I wanna, it's not a shelter because they have their own individual I, I don't apartments. Want, I, I want to be maybe apartment insensitive. Uh, no, it's probably affordable housing for free? free. Man, you 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 messed up. You should have been marketing. Screw sales. All right, let's call it affordable housing for free. This little project. A H. FF. AHFF. You just can't do drugs. I heard you can't. You're not allowed to do drugs while on premise. That's the only law if you're going to take the homes. Wow, that's actually great. Yeah. That, that's, that's fantastic. Now, how it's, that's going to be policed with defunding, that's a, that's a different issue. Yeah, yeah we yeah. should go through that yeah, one. Unfortunately. No, so actually, that's kind of the weird one. Is so, so all that is to say is what I'm not seeing is these $400 million facilities that are popping up all over LA. It's expensive I'm not to build. seeing a phased approach. I'm just seeing a Band-Aid, but a Band-Aid without any... You know, antiseptic underneath. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna get worse. Uh, well, it it's could get, get worse. It, it could get worse, but it, it's not. It's not. I don't see it. How it could get better because you're not willing to actually put in the resources to get better. Look, I love the fact that hey, I guess no drugs allowed. But I thought that was kind of like a, a federal thing. Hey, you're not allowed to do drugs, but apparently, yeah. hey, really here in the affordable housing for free, you're not going to be able to do drugs. Like, cool, I guess. But it's already not, illegal. Why not? Yeah. Why not Mandatory drug test to stay there. Why not? Mandatory uh, psychiatric uh, evaluations, evaluations or, or uh, not necessarily evaluations. Okay, I would like to actually understand where the psyche is, yeah. but actual treatment plans. See, that I could actually get behind. If you want to build these multi-hundred million dollar facilities, if you were actually going to show me a phased approach, because I don't want this to be their start and I don't want this to be their end. Yeah. I want this to be a, a road bump or a speed bump rather in order to hear a success story later. So you that know, would make me happy. So you know who actually, what city has done a pretty good job? And I'm going to give a shout out to them because I know that they've done is is actually Houston. Okay. So uh, next time you drive through Houston, next time you go through it's Houston. It's going to be next week. Okay, there we go. So take a conscious effort to see if you can kind of compare it. Now, Houston is, I don't know, magnifold 10 times larger than Austin, maybe 100 times oh, larger. Uh, probably 10. I, would okay. feel, I feel comfortable It's much 10. larger. Yeah. yeah, it's a much larger town. It is. So the, the population might be the same. But the percentage percentage is going to yeah. be much less of homeless people, and and the Houston uh, mayor has taken a completely different approach. He has banned anybody from sleeping on street corners and all that. Now it's not like there's like neighboring towns in Houston that are getting the overflowing issues. So a lot of people will point, oh well, maybe that town is not having it, but they're forcing everybody to go next door, right? L.A. is blaming this on some of their neighbors. In Houston, they don't have that problem. Um, They've said, hey, we're going to fix this problem. If you're homeless, we're going to have a shelter. We're going to have a bed for you. But the thing is, is when you come to that bed, you're not allowed to do drugs. You got food. You're going to have a warm blanket and all that kind of stuff, right? But the goal is is not for you to stay here. Mm -hmm. The goal is for you to get a job. So we have free job uh, counseling. We'll get you clothes that you can go to a job interview, right? So they have a very kind of, let's say, structured homeless approach. Right. Where they're like, hey, there's a pathway. It's not unlimited pathway. Like, if you want to be homeless for the rest of your life, you can do that. But it's going to be very, very hard in Houston. Um, they also don't allow panhandling. So they will actually fine individuals, I believe. I th- the fine or ticket or whatever they say to me and you if we try to give oh, wow. 
people money because what they found New York has this huge problem where they the panhandlers are actually making fifty million if not sorry fifty thousand dollars a year in panhandling. That's a lot no of money. That's, oh yeah, no taxes of course, and they're making this in dollars and fives and twenties all day long, right? Yeah. And so, but that that attracts panhandlers and and it attracts people to say, you know what, this is easier than my you know nine to five job. Why not just do this instead? So that almost kind of circles back to the incentivization. Bingo. That's where I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I see the tie there because it's one of those things you make it easier to sleep under the overpass. You make it easier to panhandle. You make it easier to... I mean, honestly, think about what happened in this past year. Dude, literally people were making just as much money sitting their fat ass on their couch than going to work. Via the unemployment checks. Yeah. They're making just as much or more. They were making good money. Yeah. Like, like, honestly, I don't know if anyone ever got a raise. I hope not. But look at the problem that it's Amazon created. employees probably did. A lot more packages delivered. No, seriously. No, no, I'm talking about the unemployed people. Oh. I hope they didn't get a raise, is what I was saying. They got those checks, the extra checks, the bonus checks. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a raise, right? If you I think about it's it. A, it's I a hate, bonus. I hate that you just called the stimulus check a bonus. <laughs> it's a bonus. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Hey, we're not I, only going to give you employment, that you just call and they're the now going to a bonus. They bonus them out every five months, whatever the project was. Yeah. Whatever the yeah. economics of that didn't work. I don't think it but, will. But, work. but look at the lasting effects. Yeah, now you have people. Heck, heck I was over at grocery shopping the other day, and uh, over at Sprouts, yeah. and you know, there, there's a couple little uh, adjacent little mom and pop shops. They literally are saying that they have to adjust their store hours, and they said, "Sorry, we can't do employees." Work. Yeah, employers or yeah, employees. Well, the store next to That's Sprouts. Why? Went out of business. Nectar or the juice shop, right? I don't know if you saw that. They're, they're out of business due to the... There's a lot of business that went out of business, of course. But that's one right down the street that I noticed. And I was like, oh my gosh, they went out of business. Now, how, they probably employed five people. If that, yeah. Right? Now, those people, now they either went and got a job or they went on unemployment. And if I didn't get a job and I went home and now I filed for unemployment, I'm like, oh, this is actually probably about the exact same. It, it, they're incentivized now to not... Now, I think we should talk about that on a different conversation. Agreed. Is stimulus checks and unemployment. Um, Coming back, homelessness is, okay, so uh, mental health issues, that is a root cause of homelessness. So somebody that has uh, schizophrenia, somebody has uh, severe bipolar disorder. No. um, Where do you, so that's where I was going to go. So we understand, let's just say, you said 70 is like the combination there. Correct. So let's say 35 is mental health issues. Yeah, right in the middle. So let's say 35% of your 70% of homeless people that have problems with drugs or mental disorders. What do you do with that 35% of homeless people? How do you, because mental disorder is not a easy road. Well, it's one of those things where it's not a choice. Exactly. And that's, that's where, so what do you do? Where are you going to put them or, or, or where are they going to go? So honestly, I think it's one of those, those conditions of staying in these little suites that we're building. Hey, if you're going to stay here, you have to A, pass a drug test, and B, you're going to see an initial diagnosis, and then depending on that doctor's opinion, then you're going to get treatment. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you better. I understand we can't cure schizophrenia. We can't yeah. cure all these things. I get it. But I treat you for it. I can make you a functioning member of society and get you out of here. My goal is to get you out. Okay. Put them on a six-month plan, actually. Yeah. Put, put an actual, almost like a smart goal. What is that? Specific, measurable, attainable, yeah. realistic? Yeah. Put them on a smart goal, if you will, a real path to get there. So I'm going to push back just a little bit. Yeah, Throw a little wrench it. in here. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of these people that have mental disorders actually have a mental disorder that probably hinders them from acting in society appropriately Likely. for a job. Yep. Right? Severe ones. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there that are not severely impacting their social lives and things like that. Like I'm sure depression you can get over. You can move through a lot of things. You can treat, exactly. you can treat a lot treat of them, things. But you also can move past it, I think. Now, some of them are not very easy to Just move past. true chemical imbalances yes. that you can't do. So let's talk about like schizophrenia, maybe bipolar disorder, things like that. Um, so let's let's treat. Uh, there's multiple ways of treating. Yep. We'll talk about that. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit. Maybe the uh, drugs versus other types of treatment styles. Yep. I think we want to talk about that. So let's treat them. Whatever way works as good as possible to get them to becoming a functioning person of society. Yep. Now that individual yeah. goes out. And I think their job, th- their life's going to be slightly harder than somebody that does not have this mental disorder. Would you agree? Agreed. Okay. Even though they are treated and things like that, they still have underlying condition. They they started at the starting point twenty yards before everyone Bingo. else in a hundred yard race. And so they're going to be 
and, it, and it's very hard for them to move. It's very up. difficult. It's yeah. very difficult for them to take that step forward. So there are going to be those outliers that can catch up and everything like that. But I think a majority of them will always be about 20%. So if I was in their position, me personally, I'm thinking if I had these type of mental disorders, which I don't, it, I might just look at what I went through as just being a little bit easier than having to deal with society. So how, does, how, do, you, how do you make sure that they don't go back through the system again? Or, or, or do we just make sure that there's a system that's always there that's forever? Yeah. Do you see where I'm going there? Yeah, I, I understand where you're getting at because, unfortunately, the masses, in the masses especially within that community, the homeless community, they, they're usually repeat. they're there in a position because when it got tough, they usually quit. They're repeat offenders. offenders yeah. 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 And that's why I almost wanted to, to say, you know, this, this whole um, homeless suite has to have a time limit on it. I know, but so what happens when they go out and then they all of a sudden fail, they're back homeless again. Do they go back through the suite? You see where I'm kind of like, I feel like they're going to be repeat offenders no matter what. Yeah. And that's where, so here's a weird one. Let's talk about the, or I'm going to continue on the, the, the mental disorder things. Mm-hmm. So you have a mental illness, and I don't know the proper terminology here. It's illness or disorder. Mental illness, I think. Yeah, is I mean, please, listeners, yeah. we don't mean any ill intent. You know, we're, yeah. we're trying to be respectful. We understand this is a problem, but I, I believe mental illness, mental illness. disorder have got to be used interchangeably. I don't I feel think like, so, too. Yeah. I'm sure they have been. Uh, we mean no, so. Yeah. So uh, mental illness, homeless individuals, um, you have that, that illness. Yep. And you're like, hey, I really want to join society. It just seems harder, so I'm going to always come back. Thinking back 50, 60 years ago, we used to have institutions. They're called institutionalizing mental illness or things like that. They were not exactly known to be very humane, right? I don't know if you've ever heard about these. Unfortunately, right? yeah. Asylums, things like that. I'm not saying we should bring those back in any manner, but I'm wondering for severe cases if there is just a permanent solution. Not as bad as uh, uh, asylums, but like just a solution that says, "Hey, you know what? We're just gonna have, honestly, like, uh, like they have. You know how old people have their communities? You know how they have like fifty-five and older communities where they have like their little grocery store and they have their little homes. You know, to, to be honest with you, I understand. You know, maybe it sounds a little inhumane, but at the end of the day, whenever you're putting them together, because you're gonna be able to staff it accordingly to actually try to help them. Yeah, because because unfortunately, there's no cure. There's um, not. But at least maybe if they're with like-minded people, like um, similar disabilities and, and disorders. And there's structure and there's, there's no chaos. Yeah. You're not going in and out, in and out of the system. Okay. You know, I think that probably is a multiplier of the issue, right? Where you, you go through these six months, you go back into society, you'll get a job. It doesn't work because you have mental illness. You go back into the system. I think that would be traumatic if I was in one of their positions. Well, it's just chaos. I mean, yeah. there's never any settlement. There's never any real sense I of accomplishment. I go homeless. I'm now living underneath a bridge for five months. Someone finds me. They arrest me. They say, hey, you got to go to the settlement. This is a whole circle that reoccurs. So I'm just wondering, is maybe a permanent solution that taxpayers say, you know what, guys? We're good. We used to do this. Let's just build these small communities where people that are deemed unfit for society to some extent. It seems kind of, it seems inhumane. Who, de- who deems it? What, <sighs> if you've been in the, if you've been to the camp, yeah. th- three strikes you out? Yeah, like, I, I want to give mean, everybody chances. And I want you to be able to get out too, if you really want to. Because look, you know, you're a damn fool, and I, I know you'd admit this as well, if, if I haven't failed before, uh, you yeah. haven't tried anything new if you haven't failed. So I'm okay yeah. with, hey, you get out of your comfort zone, you, you go through my six-month program, you, you get out there in the real world, Hey, this, this kind I of hope sucks. to never see you again. I hope to. I, I, hope I to never, never want to see him again. again. Yeah. But stuff happens. Yeah. Stuff happens. So they come back. Yeah. Right, shoot. Okay. Round go two. Again. Go again. We're going to go through the six-month program. All right. Now I'm stronger. Now I'm better. I, I'm going to get a different job. I'm going to surround myself with this group of friends. We're good. Yeah. Oh, shit. I go back. Hey, this is your third strike. Yeah. It's a fastball right down the middle. Yeah. I'm telling you where the pitch is. Yeah. Take it serious. Good. Got, Got a job lined up. I think it's almost got to be a three strikes. Yeah, I'm, I'm something like that. And then, and then I'm you go sorry, to the, your ass goes to there for life. Yeah, uh, you're not, you're not. It's not like prison or anything. No, like, no, no I don't, yeah. I don't, maybe I. Yeah, for, for life. life. That's that's yeah. a horrible way to put it. Yeah. I guess because I'm not trying to paint it like a prison. I'm thinking this is honestly like a, one of those communities that are, like old people want to live in. Like they're like, hey, guess what? I don't need to go 20 miles to go drive to a uh, Basha's or whatever you know, a grocery store. Anyway, so smaller little communities, um, that okay. might be one solution. So okay. let's move on from the mental illness. Drugs. Drugs. Okay. This one, I feel like is easier. Yeah. Um, 
easier because I think you and I are aligned in there. Fact that I have less to no sympathy. <laughs> um, <laughs> less to no sympathy. Yeah, it's one of those things where it always really pisses me off. And look, I understand there's a horrible thing like, you know, crack babies. It, it sucks whenever they are actually yeah. born addicted to crack. That's horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I, I, uh, that's sickening. But again, as kind of the, the underlying theme of these different episodes that we've had, I'm talking about the masses here. I'm not talking about the onesie twosies because we can, you know, debate about that all day. Tell horrible stories yeah. and I, I sound like a heartless asshole. And yeah. I'm not trying to come off that way. I'm talking about the masses here. The masses, you reach for that needle. You intentionally do it. You may be addicted, and I hate yeah. that for you. Yeah. And it may be a true chemical addiction now. Yeah. But I'm sorry, you can go get help. Yep. You can go to rehab situ- situation. Yeah. So if you if if it's a choice, I don't believe in yeah. alcoholism being hereditary. I don't believe in um, you know, being addicted to marijuana is hereditary. I don't, I don't believe in any of that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Whenever you choose to pick up a bottle, whenever you choose to pick up a needle, whenever you choose to pick up a crack pipe, whatever, yeah. it's your choice. I have, I, like I said, less to zero sympathy. No. Yeah. I think I'm on the same page. Uh, I, I mean, think that's one strike. Yeah. I, so I think the drug thing's interesting. If you're going to do drugs to the point where now you are asking society to house you, you're asking the random neighbor Bingo. that you don't know, yes. that will never know you, yeah. to pay for me to be a, a, an adult because I'm not freaking responsible enough. And the money that I do get, I piss it away. They work their ass off. Yeah, you're saying... They, they sacrifice time with their family. They, ta- yeah. they sacrifice fun vacations to submit to their tax dollars to me. Yeah. And I'm just going to shoot it at my arm. F you, dude. No sympathy for you. It's, it's a no wrong sympathy. situation. I don't care. I'll look them all in the pie. I'm gonna say that. I know. I so it's a wrong situation where... If, you know, in between us two right here, if I just decide, you know, I'm happy with my job and yep. I'm going to start, you know, buying drugs or whatever it may be. And because, it, you know, socially, I have a couple of friends that do it. And now all of a sudden I get really addicted and I start, all of a sudden I end up not being able to afford my rent or because whatever. You're shooting maybe. up your rent. Exactly. Right. I'm using my money in bad manners. And now I am essentially saying, hey, I'm going to go. Now, legally, you're doing it, but really, this is what happens is I come over to your house in the middle of the night and I take a couple dollars out of your wallet now and go pay my rent with it. And now you just cost yourself a couch to sleep on whenever you fall. Bingo. So I'm not saying I'm going to steal it. I'm saying that tax dollars are getting oh, taken. Oh, okay. You're talking metaphorically. Yeah. Okay. But no, that's I, what thought, I thought you were literally. Yeah. So a lot of people don't understand that's how this works, right? Is, is that people that make bad choices or, or have choices are funded by the people that make good choices. Exactly. And then, so. And, and this is what makes me so frustrated, is, especially with tax dollars in some cases, that they're getting used by people that are unfortunately causing the problem, right? So a lot of tax dollars go to individuals that are usually unhealthy to some extent, where healthcare goes. It goes to usually obesity, goes to cigarette smokers, goes to people that are not fit because they are the ta- they're the burden on the healthcare system. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, where, where does uh, housing issues go? Well, it looks like close to 35% or so, yes, yeah. right, uh, say of drug addictions, they're probably, if they didn't weren't buying drugs, they probably would have enough money. Drugs are expensive. They're very expensive. Yeah. I don't even know how much Drug dealers are fantastic businessmen. Yeah. They, they understand the supply and demand. Yeah. They understand elasticity of their product. <laughs> I am really impressed with drug dealers as a whole. So anyways, <laughs> but anyways, the problem is, yeah. is that they're, it's very expensive. So they're spending money on something that is not good for the society, not good for them, not good for their family. Yep. And then at the end of the day, they're going to go have to steal money either literally mm-hmm. from a family member or metaphorically through the tax system. Through the tax or, or system. Or through the, um, and, uh, what's, what's not the tax system. I mean, not the handouts. Um, the different the programs. Society, uh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about like social programs? Yeah, yeah. Social programs. Yeah. 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 Like food it's stamps, horrible. things horrible. like that. Horrible. So, uh, Jared, what are we drinking today? Yeah, man. I think you picked this out. It yeah. is the, uh, it's, an or, it's an organic beer. I, I, I never thought that we'd break out an organic beer in our third episode, but uh, hey, yeah, it's a uh, fishtail organic ales. Um, it's a little red amber. I I actually like it. I, I think it's pretty tasty. It's out I of like Washington, it. Olympia, yeah. Washington, Olympia, Washington, and I like the can. If you can tell, that's cool. Yeah, a bunch I know you're an outdoors guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can respect that. Uh, honestly, thumbs up. Uh, I like reds and ambers. What do you so think? I think I think our scale is uh, is a one to five, yeah. right? Honestly, I think this is I think this is solid. I'm not an amber guy. I know. You know, on my little well, this is a red. My little, I think my I little fruity the beer, IPAs. The beer guys might get mad at us. It's a red. They're a little bit different, apparently. I'm gonna fight them. Well, hey, Whatever. Fishtail Organic. They're gonna sponsor us sooner or later, so don't fight them. Shoot, you're right. 
Fishtail Organic guys. Yeah. I want you. So what um, are you going to give honestly, me? Honestly, five. I think I gave my IPA last week uh, a four. I'm going I'm going a solid three seven. Three seven. I'm giving this a solid three seven. Just because I am, I have to stay true to my IPAs. I am an IPA guy. I'll give this a solid three seven all day long. So I'm gonna drink this right now, taste it. I'm sure there's some way to properly taste beer, like wine. Are you supposed to do that? Sure. It's our show. We can make other rules. Yeah. So I think uh, this might be like a four point one. Wow. And this your, actually beat my IPA last week. Your opinion's wrong. <laughs> wow, wow, we actually differed uh, pretty significantly. What by point four? But uh, thank you, Fishtail Organic. Uh, great yeah, ale. Again, um, until we get sponsored, I'm going to continue reminding our listeners: if you know anybody, who yeah, that's trying to make beer, a beer, yeah, our our goal is to get free beer. And by the way, we don't need a fancy label. Nope. We just need beer in a bottle or a can. I'm not. I'm gonna say cup. <laughs> you Red, give me six cups. <laughs> Red Solo cups. I don't care. You Actually, me... you know what? A growler, and we will pour it on set. I'm See? good with that. Cool. See, I, we're, we're, we're somewhat good. creative. Somewhat creative. There. Just, just give me the yes. Okay, so, so we yep. went through mental disorders or mental illness. Oh yeah, yeah. So we, I guess we have to. So you know, we, I think we kind of were able to stack hands on. Hey, three. Uh, some sort of three strikes. Some sort of. I think so. Um, hey, we understand mental mental disorders is tough. You you were born this way it sucks I, I, there's I, no good answer there never will be never will be but i would like to make it as but comfortable as possible i do to Agreed. both society and also the individual yeah. you see how there's like a two yeah. there's there's a dynamic there you have yeah. to float i i i think um because honestly we, we just can't have a, a, a bunch of you know people can't. with people with mental, mental disorders illness. just either roaming the, the streets street? Yeah, they attack people sometimes. It's not like it's fun with families and kids and neighborhoods. No, like, you, you, you ruin neighborhoods. You do. And, and this is something that was actually a, the biggest issue in Austin. I think Austin's going to reverse their law about camping on the street here. It's up on, I think it's up on the uh, list of Mirandums yeah. or whatever they're called. Um, they're going to reverse that, actually, because there are so many people that are encamped on the sidewalks that yep. now— and Austin's a very family-friendly town. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's I family. Think it's really nice. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I love it. And so the problem is, is that you're raising a family, and now you can't even walk down to the little ice cream store, that's a mile away with your kiddos because you're like, I don't feel safe, mm-hmm. which is right. respectful. So we got our mental guys. Uh, got we're, we're trying to trying to get a path that's it, it's good for society. It's good for the individual. Yep. I I think we're close. Okay. Let's talk about drug, drug guys. I know we said you know one strike, one strike, then what? One strike, then jail. Like, hey, clearly. You so need to go I think to jail they already or? do go to jail. Is that not true? Like, when you do drugs, I'm pretty sure you go to jail at some point. Well, well yeah, but I'm actually talking like, hey, um, any time during my six months, oh, you fail a drug test. Yeah, I'm going to give you one warning because I understand you clearly have a problem. I'm giving you one warning, one slap on the wrist. Next time, I'm calling the cops, and you're not leaves it. Because right now, I don't feel like it's really punished. I'm sure, as a federal law, yeah. duh, hey, don't do crack. Oh, wow, that's new to me. You know, okay, that, so that doesn't exist. Here's a weird one. I kind of agree. So what if I am a homeowner, yep. or I'm a renter, and I, you know, I have a good job, and you know, maybe I run a warehouse or something like that, and I'm able to afford a little bit of recreational drugs? Okay. Am are we I, talking like legal marijuana? What, what are we talking here? Recreational drugs. I'm not even going to... Let's just... Because we haven't got to what drugs should or should not be legal. I think we have a little bit of different, different opinions issue, yeah. there, but that's a different issue. But let's just say a recreational drug. I don't know if it's going to... Let's just say it could be anywhere from weed to heroin. Big gap. But these are the drugs that are causing most of homelessness. But I am... That's like a... Yeah. Sour grape juice to tequila, kind yeah, of, exactly. <laughs> kind of a yeah, spectrum big, there. big spectrum. <laughs> okay, but let's say I am not doing these drugs often. I'm doing them recreational once in a while, like just like we drink beer once in a while. Yeah. Am I allowed to do that, or do I go straight to jail? Because I think there's kind of a weird instance there. Are we punishing people different based on their housing situation? Because I don't know if we should Ooh, do that. Wow, that's good. Right. That's fair. Now, I don't think that's right. I see your point. Give, give me a couple seconds. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I, yeah, I, no. Think I, through it. I get, I get where you're going. Should you be penalized differently because of your income level? Not income level. Well, that's essentially what it is. I mean, not exactly. Uh, so tell, tell me, a homeless person with good income. I know. I know. That's, that's what it's, it's a root down cause. To. But yeah. if, if somebody is paying their rent, 
at a low level. They could have a low income. So, so the thing is, yeah, the, the reason why I'm reluctantly valid point, valid point. I'll, uh, cheers to that. Valid, <laughs> point, valid point. You kind of stumped me, but the thing is, whenever you draw attention to yourself via needing different subsidies from the government. Mm-hmm. Y- you essentially paint a target on your back where I'm sorry, unfortunately, given your choices, your past choices, because you haven't always been able to pay your rent, now you are in my program. And for that reason, that's why you're not going to get uh, essentially punished differently. But it's almost like, you remember, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you had this problem because I did in, in school. When you made some smart-ass comment. Yep. And you had to say it a little, a little loud for the whole class to hear because you also want to be funny. I would never have done that. I know. That's definitely I know. a Jared were, comment. Uh, yep. Yep. You were a good boy. But anyways, you know how once you do that, like you, the teacher kind of knows, oh, Cody and Jared, oh, those are my jackass kids. So the the smallest comment, even whenever you weren't trying to be a smart ass, yep. it got interpreted that way because of your past choices yep. to be obnoxiously loud. Yep. I actually am going to use that analogy into where I can almost defend, while you made a valid point, because of the past decisions that they've made, because you haven't always been able to pay. Mm-hmm. You have made poor decisions. Yeah. Because you're not using it recreationally, you're using it to the point to where now you are actually um, draining your food money, your rent money, your car money, et cetera. So that's why I can defend that because of a, a very simplistic analogy. Do you remember you the, drew uh, attention to yourself. Do you remember the green card, yellow card, oh, red card? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going back to there. I'll give you that. Okay. Right? I, you, I, you I see, like that. Right? Yeah. You see that analogy there where... You know what? Even as children, we kind of learn that, hey, guess what? There's a slap on the wrist. Yep. There's a talking to, and then there's a principal visit. Yep. Right? Now mom's getting involved. Exactly. Yep. So we learned at a young age that, guess what? There's escalating repercussions. And I'm sorry, the guy that's continuously being on yellow is probably going to be quicker to go to red than the little nerd that's always on green and never making comments. Yeah. But guess what? If you always make it to yellow. Yep. And then you never make it to red. Yep. Then that's great. Now, this is where the issue is, is that there's already, I think, somewhat of a three-strike rule for, I think, marijuana and some, I think, at the federal law or at the state level in some states. Yeah, I think, uh, no, I'm not going to go down that route. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll tell you after it's done recording. It's just kind of funny, but But, it'll just open up a whole Okay, another whole other nutshell. But there is somewhat of a three-strike law, which I think you're kind of getting to. Like, hey, um, it's going to escalate. Like, hey, you're homeless. You were caught doing drugs while homeless. We're going to help you out. We're going to give you six months of housing. Love it. Food. Yep. Job Shelter. counseling. And guess what? We're going to help you line up your very first job. Love it. There's plenty of them right now. Now, yeah, there's clearly with the labor issue in California. So you go through that. Now you cycle back through. You get six back. You get six months again, whatever it may be. You're thinking maybe that's for mental illness possibly. You can go through that system multiple times. Three. In a drug situation, okay, I go back out to the job market. Three years later, you know what? I was at a party and there was heroin out or there's cocaine or, uh, yep, I relapsed and I started buying heroin for a full year. I, you know, left my girlfriend and her kid because I moved in with them and now I'm back on the streets again. This is just a situation I'm sure kind of happens all the time. Yeah, realistic scenario. I'm back on the streets again and I'm camping somewhere where I'm not allowed to. I get a ticket and now I have to show up at court date and they say, hey, dude, you just did all this two years ago. What happens in Jared Jones's Magic Wand world? Because I, what's the penalty, huh? Yeah, does the penalty say, okay, guess what? You're going to jail, or are you going to prison? Because the first time they actually should have been to prison. They're doing heroin in the middle of the street. Legally, that's illegal, I think, right? Yeah. But we said, you know what? You're homeless. We're going to help you out. So they got probably hundreds of thousands of dollars of tax dollar money. Oh, I know. Right. They got a lot of free money that other people worked really hard for. They might be from a bad see, situation. See, that, that's, what, that's what actually kind of pisses me off. And I think this really is a, a deeper, bigger issue. Is people don't really equate tax dollars. They think it's just, oh, money just comes out of the government. They don't, well, dude, they don't, dude, don't, don't, don't open that wormhole. We're going to go there next. I We're going to go there at some point. But, but it just really bothers me whenever people don't realize every dime you get from the government came from someone else that's paying for it. Money is labor. 
We're going to talk about that. I, I know. Somebody it, that else. Just, that just really bothers me that people, that's very difficult for them to understand. Somebody else had to sweat their ass off digging a ditch. Somebody had to set their alarm, get up at the ass crack of dawn. Had not to, do any drugs had for had 10 hours. to deal with some asshole boss that they didn't want to deal yes. with. And, and then all of a sudden, That really what? bothers me that that's really they not widely known. They had to take known. their wallet out and give some guy that did it, you know, cocaine all night long or heroin all night long or something, right? Yeah. And then yeah, didn't show up to a job. what it is. It's not as direct as that. And honestly... I think it would actually help if it was more direct. You know, honestly, uh, you know, one of our mentors, he said something about 10 years ago to me. And it's always stuck with me. And he said, can you imagine how different the world would be if your federal and state taxes were not automatically taken out of your check and you had to write Uncle Sam a check at the end of every month? Everybody would hate Uncle Sam. I think at the end of the year it would be even more worse. Yeah, but then you, you create no a pay. whole new issue. People are not financially responsible to cut. I know, 20, but it 30, would be very clear on how much money that they're taking from you, or or, or you're taking and using irresponsibly at some points. Yeah. So I think we go different issue. I, I didn't mean to go down there. Yeah, I, I keep on. The, the, the to question it. is, and and I'm trying to do a good job of skating around it. You see how I rewind here? Is the punishment? Yeah. So, again, this is Anthony. Or Tom. Dude, I honestly think it's... It's got to be your... Sorry, bud, you got to go to prison. So you go to prison. Now, prison's expensive, too. I, I, I Look, I understand that's... Again, that's a different uh-huh. issue. And I know we, we we can't go too far down, down one segment yeah, yeah, because yeah. then we end up a different episode and we run out of content and then our viewers are pissed, all three of them. Um, so you go to prison. I, I, you got to go to prison. Is and again, long? I think prison needs to be repositioned as a place of rehabilitation. There needs to be, look, I'm all for punishment. Like yeah, some, some crimes, obviously society punishment, yeah, but yeah. maybe not education, but, but or... it, it has to be, it has to be understood that prison is a rehab. There are certain offenses that are rehabilitable. Yeah. You know what, what I'm trying to say. Look, uh, there's a couple in my opinion. Uh, you do anything to a child. No. Rape a woman. Yeah. Nope. Can't rehab. Yeah. Right in the head. I don't care. Sorry. Not sorry. Actually murder. Yeah. Someone fucks a pavilion and you kill him? Should you? That's not murder. No, no, no. You, Self-defense. No, no, no. Someone does something to Lillian. Yeah. You find them. Lillian is later. my daughter for the oh, listen, yeah. Yeah, listeners. You killed them? So. Exactly. It's not self-defense? I don't think so. Did they fuck you up? They were about to. You see, that's premeditated murder. Then, okay. So, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I think there's certain. So, yeah. I, th- I think anything with children, I, I don't think is children uh, or or uh, people. I, so it's kind of weird. You, you, I say children because, of course, they're in a class of individuals that are not able to defend themselves. Yeah, uh, women. To be honest, cannot defend themselves against most males that are larger. Agreed. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry, unless you have yeah. a firearm or something, yeah. you're just twice as large if you're a male in yeah. most cases. And then also mentally mental illness individuals. Oh yeah, that's sick too. Yeah. Sick. Agreed. And it yeah. actually happens I know. very I, commonly. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting. So you have mental ill part so so I think those three people are in a separate class. Uh, and sorry, males, you are if you have to fight another male, you're up against your another male. Like you're not Good. in a class of individual where you get special treatment because we're in the same class. Yeah. And those people are in a special look, class. Look, so, so, we're, so we're getting down to different, different. So let me, yeah. let me kind of steer my answer. Yeah. So I think most offenses, most yeah. most laws that are broken, you can be rehabbed. You can. No. Yeah. The masses, uh, let's see. But I, I think there should be some sort of, instead of a, instead of like some arbitrary time, like, oh yeah, that's 10 years. Oh no, I think that's Oh, I 12. like where you're going. I think there needs to be some sort of proof, some sort of proof of yeah. actual rehab. And I don't know how you do that. I know this sounds like a great in like academia land. I could see some little professor going down a rabbit hole. I actually like, already kind of have an idea. Let's, let's hear it, man. Because I, I no, don't have time. I, this is brilliant, actually. Let's hear it. So you go to prison, but this prison actually is going to teach you a skill or a trade okay. that is actually needed. applicable yeah. to the world. So right now, I think the trades that are needed are construction, nursing. Right? These are jobs that are really needed. Uh, I think electrical engineering, right? So guess what? You're going to go and, sorry, you are you messed up one too many times. You're not going to get drugs anymore. We're going to put you to, in a, into a, a, a rehab center 
that doesn't have drug access. Yep. We're going to counsel you. Forced rehab. But also, yeah. you're also going to learn a society-required norm. Now, this is kind of... You lost the ability to willingly contribute to society. Yeah. No, I'm going to force you. That's that sucks. That sucks. But that's essentially suck. what you're saying, right? Because you essentially force somebody else against their will to help your habit. Yeah. Right. By having that habit, you force somebody else to contribute money into your pocket against their will. Bingo. So, but I, ooh, I think that's actually, a reasonable position there. It is, and it's not like it's eye for an eye. Really, you're actually just saying, "Hey, no, it's it's eye for a." a I, I'm 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 turning you from a liability, which yes. you've proven that you are repeatedly, to an asset to society. That's a good idea, Jerry. I'm forcing you to be an asset. So I don't agree with the whole arbitrary and that, time. And believe me, dude, people could run through that system six, ten months. They could learn a great trade. You know, they could be an airplane uh, mechanic. They could be... No. Uh, you know, uh, while it seems like we just solved, you know, all the world's problems. Okay. So six months on the job, they get busted for whatever again. Ooh, now, now, now it's real penalties. What, what do you mean by that? Elaborate. We trained you. We spent money on you. Yeah. We tried to readmit you back to society. And I like how you tried to turn this hard problem back onto me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Smart this is move. Fun. I like being the question asker. I know. Yeah, it's fun. So now you, you've, you've broken the rule once. We've been very nice to you. We said, you know what? We're going to get you back on your feet. No penalty to you. Other we than tried you. to rehab you. Yeah. Second penalty is we gave you all the tools we gave you a lot of money in training and now you decide to take advantage of us again this is like the parents now now i'm disappointed society has to be kind of the parents in this situation and say i did everything i could guess what you don't have a room in my house anymore right so what is that room not in my house anymore that might be prison. That might be prison until you can show society that you are able to act in a adult manner. Yeah, and, and to figure that out, to, to come up with some sort of test, some sort of... Yeah. I don't know really how you codify that, and I don't think we're going to be able to. Not this today. Episode. No, no. no. That, that's going to be interesting to think on. I, I can see us having like future conversations about that. But I, I think we're down a decent, at least a thought-provoking track, which I think is the whole goal. Yeah, no, I think here. this is a way better model than... Because right now, people are just going to prison for their very For first an arbitrary season. time. Exactly. And There's no rehab. Right, There's no ten, skills. Ten years later. All right, cool. First day out. Yeah. Running with the same gang. Yep. With the same crew. Doing the same things, likely. You know? Hmm. I, I like the idea of building a skill. Yeah. I, like I want to turn them from a liability to an asset. I like the idea. Yeah. And it's much better. Now, the problem that you have, and unfortunately, look, lawyers are, are good, but I'm sorry, a lot of lawyers are kind of sketchy. What is he? It's cruel or unusual? No, I don't think it's cruel and unusual. I'll fight that as well. I'm, I uh, I'd fight that as well. Okay, okay. Where are you going to go? I'm actually going because how how often do you see someone plead insanity? You know, I don't know how often it is. I think it might be. Is that just a movie thing? Am I, I, am it, I just pointing that in like a like a? I think it might be a Batman sense? Joker is, is situation. That, so maybe am I just blowing that out of proportion? I'd be actually curious yeah. to look that up. Yeah. Because what I don't want to be half happen because unfortunately lawyers get paid a lot of money to exploit the loopholes. Yeah. You love looking at loopholes yeah. and, and stupid rules, yeah. and someone's going to think this is stupid. Yeah, I agree. I think the the mental illness because that's an easier track. I think the intent is right. I don't yeah. know if this is the the true plan. Hey, if if it, we're nothing ever is black and white. It's never going to be. It's never black and white. But I, I feel like we're down it's a better track, track than right now. Like we're down to these because right now I don't like where it is. Okay. It's just arbitrarily cutting checks, hundreds of millions of dollars, building building these awesome structures. little suites, these structures. Yeah. Really, no good plan, no real insight, no real yeah. goal. You're just an, enabling. You're uh, encouraging. So that's why we're going to go to last. Yep. So I don't know. What do we have time for? What do we got for time? Let's see. Six minutes. Perfect. Before we bore everyone out. So last little bit here is, so we did mental illness. We did uh, drug addiction. So Who's remaining? The last thing is incentivized individuals. So people that are actually incentivized to live in a homeless type of world. So it's weird, right? A lot of people probably listening are thinking, who would want to do that? It's easy. It's a lot easier and a it's lot less stressful. It's a lot less stressful. Yeah. So people that have anxiety, people that maybe have some things that are just like, you know what? This lifestyle is stressful. Going to my job and reporting to a boss that I absolutely hate from nine to five 
for the last 10 years has made me actually have some suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So guess what? I'm just going to jump in my car and drive across America. And all of a sudden, when you go across America and you use all your money, what happens? You become homeless. Yeah. And, and you know what? I drove across America from Virginia to California, and it's kind of nice here. Got a beach, and you know what? I met some cool guys. Uh, you know, they're kind of cool. They got tents and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go buy a tent at Walmart with my last $50, and I'll figure it out, right? Um, yeah. So that situation is not somebody that's mentally ill, not somebody that was really drug-induced. underperformer. Yeah, not, not, I don't even know if an underperformer. Just somebody that said, you know what? I'm, I don't have a repercussion if I do this. Right? They're incentivized to actually maybe not contribute to society, but instead just kind of take money possibly from yeah. society. So how do you get rid of those? I, those are all the laws that have been set up now that have started increasing the amount of uh, encampments and people that are living on the streets. Yeah, so, so the problem is, you know, we, we solve... We solve we saw for 70%, so we yeah, think. we got 30 now. But then does the 30% even become bigger? If all of a sudden we make these rules and stipulations for... Well, let's, let's, let's imagine those are controls. Let's okay, okay. Yeah, so let's imagine how do for, we just get for, rid of For them? this conversation's purposes, yeah. we are only dealing with 30%. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to make sure. How do we get that 30% down? Again, it's not impo- like it's going to be impossible yeah. to zero. Yeah. Let's say we're going to disincentivize being homeless down to, say, like 1% of what currently is there. Honestly, what do you think is... What do you think the way is... I want to actually do some more reading on it. Um, you can't sleep on the streets. That's illegal. I think you can't. I have to. I think that has to be illegal. I think you gotta. I think you gotta uh, make panhandling illegal as well. You have to yeah. increase. And I know this sounds really weird. And I use this. I, I don't think I misuse this term. I'll stand by using this term. But I think you have to increase the barriers to entry to being homeless. You have yeah, to yeah, yeah. make it harder. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I agree. I think that is the challenge. Is that we've made it a little bit easier. Yeah. Right? Heck, nothing's preventing me. Of course, I would change my clothes to go <laughs> two miles down to Gilbert Germain, a high traffic area, getting money. Make an extra hundred bucks this weekend. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. So you you make it illegal to sleep on city streets and, and sidewalks that are paid for by taxpayers. Unless you're a taxpayer, we know what's going on here. Number two, panhandling. Sorry, if you're panhandling, you're going to get a ticket. You ever give money to a panhandler? No. Oh, man. So my so brother's in, giving him beers and in my car. It's, I'm like, I don't know why you're doing that, dude. You're like, that was cool, huh? That was Chance, actually. He gave him a whole six-pack. I'm like, dude, that was a six-pack we just bought. Was he drunk? No. In my passenger seat. He's like, hey, man, this guy, watch this. I bet you he just wants these beers. Man, that sounds like cool. I, I expected. I know. And I, I was like, come on, man, don't do that. For one, I don't want to be like looking like I'm handing out beers. Like that. I think that's, that might be illegal. Yeah. So anyways... Um, I used to. I used to oh. in Colorado. I'd probably given $20 to this guy. So, yeah. One guy? Yeah, one one single guy. And it all depended. It was whenever I was driving home. What was the sign? Yeah, his sign always made me laugh. So, it was if I got stopped at this one red light in Colorado Springs. I was driving home. And his sign said, please help. I'm too ugly to prostitute. And every That's time funny. every time I got stopped at that red light, I'd give him a buck. I literally intentionally always had dollar bills <laughs> in my car. For that. So I've probably given $20. And it's always to him. I've never given any other money. So imagine how many cars pass by him and gave him $20. Now he's there forever. What's the difference between him and a stand-up comedian? The venue? Ooh. He made me laugh. I, I go and okay, see a comedy so show. Did, I pay he, for a okay, comedy show. Okay, you know what? So he offered value. He That's made me laugh, honestly. Okay. So I actually like this. Yeah. So like the people that are homeless that have like a guitar, I love that. You you are essentially a performer Bingo. in a different venue. 100%. You are, you are performing a skill Correct. for a uh, not really determined, very variable group of people. Yes. Group of people in, in income, yes. but you're still performing. So I actually love that. I, anybody that wants to offer value to society in kind of a creative manner, laugh, guess what? I give those music. people money all the time. Yeah. Um, anytime, like, street performers, yeah. Street performers are fantastic. I, I, don't, I don't equate street performers at all to panhandlers. No. Hell completely no. different. Hell no. So when you said how many times have you given money to panhandlers, and now you're also saying that he's a, a comedian. So I, I guess I, I went against my You're money. convoluting what he was. I, let, let's call me what he was. He was a panhandler, but you, you could just as easily. Yeah. Is I it mean, the same you, joke every time, though? It was the same sign. Okay, well, guess what? That's not worth a dollar every time, Jared. Eh, it's worth $20. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> Look, I, I, think we did a, I think we did a pretty decent job. I don't know if we ever really 
kind of figure out the remaining 30%. I don't know what to do. I don't know if you, I personally don't have a, a decent idea, a thought provoking idea. We both agreed that in the beginning that there's not a one size fits all no, solution. I, I feel like we, we made a decent attack at the overwhelming majority of the 7%. I yeah. feel like we, we got it down to at least a thought provoking yep. path with those. I, I, I've been trying to think while I'm, you know, doing this little small talk BS and I can't really come up with a, a logical, a, a reasonable idea for the ban panel, uh, ban the panhandling I, and ban sleeping on this. Okay. And that gets rid of maybe some of it and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay, well, man. Thank you.